Hi, this is Dina Skippa, and today we'll be mapping confidence on the 15-minute matrix. Welcome to the 15-Minute Matrix. I'm Andrea Nakayama, functional medicine nutritionist and your host. This is the podcast that brings you bite-sized insights and lessons on the clinical relevance of the functional nutrition matrix, the most important tool in functional medicine and functional nutrition. The matrix is so important not only because it invites us to stop and assess, but also because it reminds us of three very important factors in our care, our recommendations, and our outcomes. Everything is connected. We are all unique and all things matter. Be sure to head over to this episode's show notes at 15minutematrix.com if you'd like to see today's topic mapped on a downloadable matrix to remind you of these critical aspects of care. Today on the 15-Minute Matrix, I'll be talking with Dina Skipa. Dina Skipa, founder and CEO of Enough Labs, is an empowerment coach and motivational speaker, travel enthusiast, and unapologetic feminist. Dina has always been passionate about helping women and girls see themselves at their highest potential. Prior to launching her coaching practice, Enough Labs, Dina worked for 17 years as a gender advisor with experience in over 30 countries worldwide in the field of international development. She is a certified coach and mentor and received her training from the Youth Coaching Institute. She has a master's degree in gender and development and bachelor's in international relations and economics. Dina has published extensively on issues related to women's leadership, gender roles, and cultural norms and barriers to participation and advancement. In her work, Dina has seen how crucial it is for women and girls to be given support and space to thrive and to gain skills and confidence to embrace how enough they truly are without all of the external validation. Hi, Dina. Welcome to the 15-Minute Matrix. Hi, Andrea. It's such a pleasure to be here with you. I am so excited for this conversation. Me too. I think it's going to be a juicy one that everybody's going to benefit from because confidence is such a universal topic, especially for women. And before we dive into the topic, both from like a practitioner and a patient lens, I'm wondering if you can share some of what you found to be universal regarding confidence, having worked with women and girls around the globe? Yeah. I mean, I have shared with you that that seminal research that really inspired me to create Enough Labs in the first place is that research has shown that a girl's confidence peaks at age nine. So what I found in my conversations primarily with women is that a lot of times there is this ongoing, lingering sense of self-doubt, questioning. If what this person is doing, how they're showing up in the world, whether it be from parenting to how they show up in the workplace to maybe launching their own business, there's a lot of self-doubt that people need to wade through. And so those seeds of perfectionism that are planted so early on, I find really don't do women any favors. And they find themselves really being obsessed with getting it right, finding the 
solution that will generate the most perfect results. Otherwise, what is the point? So I think one of those universal pain points in the context of what I've just said is there's a real discomfort with failure because if we don't get the results that we want, it didn't come out perfect. Mm, That's so important. And that kind of balance between self-doubt and perfectionism. And also, I'm just wondering how much especially for women, people-pleasing is involved where we feel like we have to not just fail because it'll make us look bad, but it will be visible to everybody. And we're so conscious of that mirror, that reflection of who we are. It's a huge part of the conversation. I think the narrative that dominates women's minds around this idea that we have to be, you know, success is aligned with that sense of we are pleasing in what we're creating and what we're generating and how we are showing up. The seeds of people pleasing right alongside perfectionism are planted early on as well in the messages that we receive from not only our parents, but our teachers, people in the community, these nonverbal cues that when we were younger, we were receiving in different ways of TV and conversations, and now it's the internet. So there's a huge conversation around the expectation that your performance, so to speak, has to be pleasing, reaching an expectation of those that we're working for or, you know, in service of. Oh my gosh, there's so much to this. And when I think about what we're talking about, Dina, I think about the thousands of practitioners I have the opportunity to train and what keeps many of them from taking that first step when they know they can help somebody. They know if we saw a child drowning in the ocean, we wouldn't check to see if we had the right credentials or it was perfect enough to dive into the water to save them. And yet there's so many things that I see people feed their brains with that tell them they can't do the work they're meant to do on this planet or they're called to do. And I can never quite figure it out because People might think I'm a perfectionist, and I've shared this on this podcast before. I actually have high levels of excellence, but I'm not fearful of making a mistake. I've made plenty of them, and it's constant. It's constant making mistakes. I made mistakes already this morning, right? So how do I help people see, yes, you can. There's a need for more people to educate others about their bodies. Absolutely. And everything that you have created in the way that practitioners are learning such vital information is so needed in the world. So I think firstly, acknowledging the call, answering the call of stepping into getting access to the information, education, and training of this information. But I would also maybe encourage the listeners to think about maybe checking in around not being paralyzed. I can relate to this where it's much easier to sort of stay in the space of learning, but when it takes that really courageous act to putting yourself out there, letting people know that you are available for this type of support and help, that's what's terrifying to people. And I think being able to take the next right step for exactly where you are is one of the bravest things I think anyone can do. And I would say also that 
perhaps when you're just starting out or maybe still early on, to try to avoid the vicious trappings of comparison. I don't know all of the practitioners and the issues that they may be dealing with, but perhaps there's a conversation or or something that's subconsciously impacting them to say, well, I can see this person is so much further along in their journey, or there's no way I'll ever get to that. I really think we waste a lot of time and energy in getting caught up in thinking that we should be at a certain point by a certain amount of time and not really being willing to honor the patience it takes to grow something, to really be in that space of how is it going to look like for us, not in comparison to everyone else. Oh my gosh, that's brilliant. And really just recognizing where we are in the process and what kind of courage it takes too, the compassion around that. And I'm wondering how these stories of like, who we're supposed to be, how does that impact our confidence in what we can do? Like, it seems like a really negative feedback loop. It's horrible. (laughs) And and I would say, (laughs) just perfectly frank, it's a horrible place to be. The feedback loop that many of us tend to get caught in is this sort of subconscious beat up that we're not where we wanted to be, that there's all of these things that we aspired to achieve and they haven't happened yet. So we get really, really frustrated. And I oftentimes share with my clients this idea that we let go of our power when we hyper-focus on where things are lacking. Take a practitioner, for example, who has taken this courageous step to learn all of this incredible information. And then they perhaps go out and make it public that they're ready to work with people and they don't get the results immediately that they want. They're completely discounting how powerful they are in terms of really learning all of this information just because the results, the proof, the validation hasn't yet arrived. So I oftentimes really tell people to not get caught in that vicious self-loathing where we're just beating ourselves up for not getting there fast enough. We have to honor our process and it really doesn't do us any favors by staying in that, you know, when we're relating it to stress, when we're relating it to being able to think from a relaxed state. If we're constantly chasing or hyper-focusing on the things that are lacking, I mean, you would probably know this way better than me, Andrea, but it would probably contribute to a lot of brain fog, not really being clear around what is my goal? How do I stay laser focused on that instead of constantly worrying about that I'm not there? Yeah, that's so, again, so well put. And inside of Full Body Systems, I teach what I call a 5P model for building our business. I don't focus a ton on business building because I think we have to build a practice. But those 5Ps are passion, permission, purpose, persistence, and perseverance. So what I want to acknowledge is that everybody has the passion to do this work that shows up in this curriculum, but the place where they get tripped up is in the other four Ps. So permission, we have to give ourselves permission to move forward, to have be courageous, to take that step, that leap. But for me, the purpose, Dina, I don't know how you feel about this, but when the purpose is bigger than me, it's not about my ego and how I'm recognized and what's happening. It's about something I can't not do because it has to be done. And I found that like that drives me further because my mistakes are a little drop in the ocean, a little microbe in the microbiome. You know, they're not a big deal if I can 
recognize this is part of a larger movement. It's actually not about me. I have never heard anything more beautifully said. So I'm shaking my head so (laughs) intensely right now because first of all, your model is amazing. And I think that first step is passion. Absolutely. The permission really resonates with me, but alongside the permission, really that purpose. Answering the call to step into something, to be in service of others, to respond to a gap, a need, something that is so important in the world that you know can give people freedom and understanding and so much access to things that they didn't even know were possible is the very foundation. It is no longer about you. I would imagine that the practitioners that come to work with you aren't getting into this work for a vanity project. It's all about the people that they're serving. I mean, if it's about you, the dream isn't big enough. But the permission also in that, because if you recognize how big the vision is, that it was placed on your heart and you were drawn to this work for a reason, then you have to give yourself permission, the grace and the compassion to be able to find your way through it, to not have this expectation that you're going to be perfect from day one in building out the platform, that you are giving yourself the space to learn. I think everyone wants to be immediately good at things. There's a significant discomfort in not being good, dare I say bad, at something. And what does that sort of set off in our central nervous system? I would love to even you know, have another conversation with you about that. But really giving yourself that space to explore the permission to stumble because I mean, let's look at babies. They don't come out of the womb walking. We all have to go through this. Yeah, I mean, the irony, and that's why I tack on the persistence and the perseverance. Persistence is really showing up consistently and perseverance is I'm going to fall down and I'm going to get up and I'm going to fall down again and I'm going to get up. And the irony for me is medicine and even more so science are about not knowing the answers. They're about proving ourselves wrong time and time again. And yet people are so trapped by this lack of confidence that they don't know all the answers. And it's shocking to me. The point is we don't know all the answers. If I sit down with you as a new client, Dina, you are what I'm going to learn from. As long as I understand how the nervous system works, how the body works, you are my greatest lesson to help you. And it's not about like, oh, here's the protocol for what you got, lady, right? Like, (laughs) It's really this change. And the confidence comes for me in sitting in the unknown and the acceptance of that. I'm having this image of one of your practitioners sitting down with someone that they got to be able to meet up with. And when you approach it from a scientific lens, really sitting with the unknown where you're collecting information, where your main call in this space is to help this person, arm them with information so that they can feel better, that they can have that greater sense of control, I'm imagining, over whatever is happening to them and and understanding how things integrate. There has to be a bit of discomfort in that and still knowing. And when that client is able to get the results and feel better and have that deeper understanding and awareness, those results get to be that person's, but it also gets to be attributed to you. So if we're talking about confidence, shouldn't one be allowing themselves the runway to be able to sit in that discomfort with the understanding and the knowing that the certainty will come, 
that the solution will be found, that the puzzle will be figured out, but there has to be a bit of, okay, we're not really sure where things are going. I wanna go back to just one thing that you said. It's just the aspect of how we can struggle with confidence inside of this. I think also if we're making it not about us and about the people that we're serving, then we really shouldn't get hung up on the very thing that I think people do get hung up on is looking like a fool. Well, what are people going to think if I've declared that I wanna do this big, huge thing and then I'm not successful at it? Well, quite frankly, why are you listening to what other people think if this was a call on your yes. heart? So I think yes. we get really preoccupied with trying to get people to understand and be proud of us and validate us for whatever we're searching for. There's a lot of stories out there that we've told ourselves. And so I just think being able to reconcile with that is with that too. Yeah, so incredible to think about it through those lenses. And when we flip this and think about the position of the client or patient that we're serving and where they too may be lacking confidence in their ability to follow through and how we hold that, how do you hold it, Dina? Because I'm sure people are coming to you as clients who are saying like, I know I don't feel like I'm enough. I don't have the confidence. How could I? Should I? Am I allowed to? How do we hold that space for clients and patients? I think in the most authentic, kind, and patient way. I never hold anything back from my clients to suggest or present this image that I am totally there and feeling enough. I come at things and conversations in a very honest and transparent way because I don't think in my work that feeling enough is a place that you arrive at. It's a constant unlearning and simultaneously a constant becoming. And so I think when you're able to hold space in a way for a client or a patient that allows them to feel safe, that allows them to feel seen and heard, that is by virtue going to make them feel even more confident. The very thing that makes us sort of feel like we're on shaky ground is when we feel like we don't know. Maybe we have no idea why we're feeling this way. And allowing the patient or the client to have the space to explore that without feeling rushed, without feeling this pressure to need to know the answer, that is where I think the magic really occurs. For someone to be able to make those connections by being guided by someone who can help sort of draw the connections to different points is so beautiful to watch in process. One of the biggest things that has worked for me is to never suggest that there's some hierarchy present in my conversations. I'm not the expert and I'm not working with someone who needs to be helped. The very essence of feeling empowered and taking empowered action, which is what I help my clients in, stems from the place of being able to tap into what you already know. You just need a little help getting there. I love that so much. I could talk to you all day about this topic. I really want to thank you, Dina, for bringing your conversation forward and sharing as you do. And we'll point to all your resources in the show notes. But you share so openly. You share your struggles with confidence. And I do think that transparency helps us to see you, understand you, believe in you. And it's a great example that we don't need to be perfect to attract the clients who are most meant to work with us. I couldn't agree more. This was such a beautiful conversation. Thank you for having me.
The 15-Minute Matrix is brought to you by me, Andrea Nakayama, and the Functional Nutrition Alliance. Check out the latest in functional nutrition at functionalnutritionlab.com forward slash blog. The 15-Minute Matrix is produced, mixed, and edited by Rowan Bradley with production support from Natalie Merrill and the team at the Functional Nutrition Alliance. You can find episodes on all kinds of topics with more incredible guests at our podcast website, 15minutematrix.com. And if you'd like to be notified by email each week about our podcast releases, head on over to 15minutematrix.com forward slash notify. Also, please feel free to get in touch with us. We would love to hear your thoughts, your feedback, and who you'd like to hear next on the podcast. You can email us at ask at 15minutematrix.com. 